I always felt like I was traveling when I lived in New York. I was always at a different meetup, networking event, birthday party, whatever, meeting people from all over the world, meeting them, people that were doing all sorts of incredible things, different jobs, different lives. Like I felt like I was constantly discovering something. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from me and a bunch of friends now who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and today I've got on one of my friends who I, she just said, we could talk for hours, and I was like, yeah, we could, so we better hit record, because we've already been talking for like 30 minutes without hitting record. Um, Erica from over at the nomadic network a lot of you already know her she's been one of our biggest supporters of stuff we've done year in and year out so erica it's awesome to have you back on the mic thank you love being here and yes we could talk for hours and hours and hours and it has happened historically when we get together (laughs) numerous times around the world in person virtual Oh, man, there was like a book signing we were at when you were holding my little baby. Now you've got your own little baby. We just went to daycare (laughs) for the first day. So, oh, my God. It's like, and what we're going to talk about today, and we we have been over the last couple sessions where I brought people on who are are part of the Paradise Pack and people have been around our ecosystem before is this idea of seasons of life. Because I think for me, this has really been one of the defining themes and and I, I don't want to say like or, or and pieces of wisdom that I've started to gain over the last couple of years because I used to just think, okay, life, boom, 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 boom. You know, things are happening or happening to me. And when someone gave me this term like, oh, well, there's seasons in life, I started thinking more and more about it. And as you're more aware of it, I think that it just becomes one of those things that if it's in the forefront of your mind, you start to get to control the action a little more and be like, wait, this is a season of life. Am I getting into it? Am I getting out of it? Right. And doing that. So Erica, you, I mean, you just entered into a huge new season of life. I'm a macro sense of being a mom. So I just want you to, again, we talk about this a lot off mic, but I want you just to kind of walk people through a tiny bit of your journey and where you are now. And then I want to start diving into what you think this means for the future for you. Sure. It's a little crazy that you you just introduced this theme to our talk, which I had no clue until just now. Um, <laughs> Hello, welcome to the show. Here's the theme. Go. Well, you know, it's funny because before I get into my story, it's just funny because I feel like I work at a blog and we all have social media now for 20 years. So I feel like seasons of life used to be a thing that everybody did. It was sort of like you grew up, you had childhood, you went to college, you got married, you had kids, you did the kid thing for like 20 years, and then they went off to college, and then you did the retirement thing. And I think with the onset of the internet and social media, it it like almost pushes you to be an expert in one thing. And so you become this like obsessive expert 
at your own season of life. So like, for instance, for me, I was a huge traveler age 20 to 26. Like I lived abroad, I lived all over. And so when I meet people now that I'm 35, people still say like, oh, Erica, she's a crazy traveler. And it's not that I'm not, but that season of my life was so in the public eye that that is how people have crystallized me. And so Mm. it's almost like I have to explain that I'm in this other season of life. Yesterday, I had a friend from college. So (laughs) 15 years ago, we lived in Qatar together and she writes to me, Hey, I'm coming back to Europe this summer. Do you want to meet up? And I'm sort of like, "Mm." I have a year and a half year old. <laughs> like I, I, I have a little baby. I don't just like up and go to Europe anymore in the summer. It's not that I can't, but that's just like not what I'm up to. And if I had that kind of flexibility, I would like to go with my husband and baby. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to say just about the theme, but Just a very quick overview of sort of my background is I'm from Connecticut, born and raised, went to school in Virginia, um, ended up studying abroad in Qatar before any, I feel like before anyone in America knew what that country was (laughs) back in 2008 and uh, realized that it was a country that I knew nothing about and that a lot of the people that I told I was going to Qatar sort of like had bad things to say about it, even though they had never heard of it. And when I got there, it was one of the most hospitable, beautiful, incredible experiences and countries I've ever been to. And I sort of made this um, pact with myself that like, I, I think I just need to see the world with my own eyes because obviously I can't trust what people are just like thinking the world is like. So why not like look around myself? And that brought me to a lot of different experiences. And obviously I was a um, pretty broke college graduate with a degree I wanted nothing to do with in interior design. So I started volunteering, working and teaching around the world. I uh, lived in rural Thailand, then South Korea, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Zambia, a little bit of time in Costa Rica. And then after five or six years, literally living around the world, I decided I wanted to be next to my family. My sister was engaged and I was like, you know what? I want to know her before her life changes Mm. so drastically that she doesn't have time for me. Um, And so let me move back to Connecticut. And that decision made me really realize how big a part of my life travel was (laughs) and I wanted it to continue to be that way, but um, I also wanted to sort of be based out of the Connecticut, New York tri-state area. So I ended up at a meetup and I met this guy named Nomadic Matt, who I'd been following for a few years. And honestly, after talking to him for a few minutes, he offered me a job as his research assistant. And I started working with him that Friday, put in my two weeks notice at my waitressing job. And I've been working with that guy for almost a decade now. (laughs) 
talk Man. about seasons of life. I, yeah. I haven't, I, I work like in the travel industry now. So I wouldn't say that I haven't been traveling for 10 years. I've had a remote job where I've gotten to travel quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm not like, you know, on the road 24 seven. And I just got married during the pandemic, had a baby and got a really cool apartment in just outside of New York city. So that's sort of the season I'm in right now. And that's mm. like me in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, it's so funny that you mentioned the thing about your sister, because you were aware, like whether we call it seasons of life or not, like you were aware that she was entering a new season mm-hmm. and that, you know, out of anyone I've talked to, we haven't really discussed this fact that like other people's seasons of life may make you not force you, but may you may then make decisions based upon that. And that was a pretty, I, I would call it wise thing for someone at, at your age, you know, 25, 26 to say, okay, I've done this part. My life, my sister's life is going to change. I want to be a part of that. Let me get back there because there is this, you know, chunk of time. And if I miss this, there's no going back, right? Like she's getting married and then that her life is going to change drastically. So Yeah, you were aware of it way back then. (laughs) You're going to make me cry thinking about that. (laughs) You know, I think, too, one of the things that you're bringing up there and, and you said in the beginning, and I think it's true, is that now in this present day that we live in, you know, our generation, but certainly every generation younger than ours, seasons are are way less. I guess, defined by society, right? Whereas before it was, you, you you didn't have as many options. We all know that, right? You, okay, you didn't have as many options. The internet didn't exist. You, you know, yes, you could move away from home. You could go get jobs somewhere else, but it was very kind of like, boom, 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 boom. Here's the layers of your life. And if you don't like this job that you have, well, yeah, you can leave it. And some people did, but most it was like, well, I got to provide. And now for us, we're like, well, we've got a plethora of options, thankfully. And so I think seasons take on a different meaning because your season isn't always tracking with someone whose season attracted with before, i.e., oh, they're 25 and I'm 25. They're 35 and I'm 35, right? I grew up with them and it's like, okay, but you could still now be at totally different seasons of life. Um, like your friend who was yeah. <laughs> said, let's go to Europe. Be like, well, I'm now a mom and I'm married and I'm working full time and I live in the US and have a home base that uh, isn't tracking with me the same way it did before. Yeah. And it's also very funny because in my, in my life right now, like I'm one of my only friends with a kid because I would say, because I live in New York city and that just usually happens a little bit older, even older than 35, which is cool. But I have a lot of friends, all my friends in the middle East have kids all my friends that I went to school with in Virginia have kids. (laughs) Like, so it's funny because in some places that's still sort of the, the prescription, that's like what you go through. And in some places it's not. So it's interesting. It's sort of interesting. And it is really funny because even, uh, even, if I'm separated geographically from like all these friends, the second I enter entered into a new season of life, whether that's, um, you know, working at a more real job, like a legitimate job after traveling and, and volunteering and stuff like that, or getting married or getting pregnant, like 
it really does tie me back to some of those friends that are in that season already. And they're sort of like, this is what I did. You know, like when I was having contractions, it was the middle of the night in America or in New York. And I have a WhatsApp thread with all my friends in Qatar who all have had kids. And I'm like, is this what a contraction is? Everyone's asleep. <laughs> and they're like, yes, this is what you do. And I was talking to them for hours because it was daytime there and they had all been through it before. So it was interesting. It was a yeah, cool different, little tie back. Yeah. Different people come back into your life. That's what I love ab about this life that we have. And I'm someone who doesn't, you know, some people might feel differently. I don't ever feel weird reaching out to someone I haven't talked to in five, 10, 15 years, because for me, it's like, well, we had that regulation before, whatever. If I think of them or, or I think, you know, I can help them or, you know, need some advice because I think they're an expert in something like, sure, reach back out sometimes just to say hi. Um, you know, maybe some people don't feel that way. You and I are very extroverted and love making connections, keeping connections, staying in touch. But I love that different seasons of life bring you back to different people. And, you know, I just was away for for this weekend. It was Labor Day weekend. So we're recording right after that. And all my college friends. So there's like five of us who were really good friends in college. We all got together for the first time in 20 years with all our kids for like a long vacation for three days. And it was really interesting because my one friend had a 14 year old. You know, we had the youngest kids. So like some people have gone through stuff. Some people haven't. And to see everyone as a parent now, it's it just, yeah, you just start to sit there and you say, man, this is really cool that I can appreciate people for their different seasons as well, because I only knew them as blank before. Now I'm getting to see them as, you know, this new type of person or in this new role. Yeah. I also think what you're pointing to is something I've been thinking of, because as I said, like I, I consider the people that I met in Qatar, some of my best friends still to this day, they don't all live in Qatar. Some of them are in Jordan, Dubai, but they're all my Middle Eastern friends. And, you know, I used to go to Qatar every calendar year from 2008 until 2018. I was in the Middle East every single year, whether it was Qatar or a wedding in a different Middle Eastern country with my friends. <laughs> mm. And it was beautiful. And I could hop around like that. And it was usually like on the way to or from a different location. And I was able to do that spontaneously. Even if my friends had families and kids, I was just visiting them, you know. But now that I have a family and kids, I'm like, you know what, we should like plan something and all meet up so that I'm not the one that has to go to three different countries to see all my friends. <laughs> Let's just, I was thinking like, there must be a farmhouse in Jordan that somebody owns that could accommodate us all. <laughs> like, let me see if we could make this happen next year, you know? So it has me thinking in a whole different way. And honestly, I feel like this part of my life is much less spontaneous than it ever mm. has been. So, but it's just like developing those skills of planning ahead. So you don't sort of miss out or you get to plan some spontaneity in and yep. it doesn't have to look like the same day to day, week to week, month to month. Have you felt any kind of internal battle or, or struggle with, with that, with like, oh, my life isn't as spontaneous. Oh, old Erica, you know, would have been able to go to Europe. And I like where new Erica is, but, you know, there's part of me that like, 
do you, do you get like that or are you okay? You're shaking your head. Yes. I'll let you answer. Yeah. But I, I, I find myself feeling less like that in usually now, but there's still that pool of like, Oh man, like old Trav would have done this. And, and again, again, it's not better than my life, but it's just different. So I had to work through that a lot because I was constantly comparing this new lifestyle with kids, with family, with home base to the old one when really it doesn't really make sense to compare them because they're, com- they're completely separate lives in a way. Yeah, I, I'm shaking my head. Yes. However, I sort of have to add a different caveat or a different spin to this because pre-kid and post-kid, not so much. Pre-marriage and post-marriage, not so much. Pre-COVID and post-vaccine, my life looks so different. So talk about an extroverted traveler that's stuck in one apartment for two years. I was struggling. And I would say, you know, it wasn't even about the travel thing. It's just like when you're a traveler and you really like to go discover, meet people, and then you live in a city like New York, I always felt like I was traveling when I lived in New York. I was always at a different meetup, networking event, birthday party, whatever, meeting people from all over the world, meeting them, people that were doing all sorts of incredible things, different jobs, different lives. Like I felt like I was constantly discovering something. And so that is the part that I've had the biggest struggle with in the last two years is just being secluded and almost feeling my like my life that went was huge at one point has become so small and in that um respect I would almost say like social media is amazing even though I feel like it's like a love-hate battle like do I really want to be on social media seeing what everyone's doing but it does keep me connected to like these amazing connections that I've developed over the last 20 years. Like I remember, you know, one of my friends, one of my friends, I'm going to say like air quotes around that. One of my friends, Erica, that I literally met on a 24 hour hitchhike in Iceland accidentally. She drove me like halfway through Iceland and then back in 24 hours. And we became friends and I've met up with her like twice since. And yeah, she's like, giving me baby advice and sending me mobiles for my, for my son's room from Icelandic, like thrift stores. It was just like, so cool. So in that respect, it keeps me close, but also, um, you know, social media is sort of yeah, it depends. And a bad thing, depending on the minute or hour. <laughs> right. And, and the mindset you're in yeah. and your motivations behind it and whatnot. Do you feel like, the difference between how you feel about COVID basically, okay, this threw me for a huge loop because it, it completely changed my season of life and then getting married, usually another big thing that changes people's seasons of life, having a kid also, you know, we could point to a few of these. Do you think the biggest difference is that one was not your choice at all? It was thrown on you. And the other two were choices that you willingly made. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just laugh because, you know, our son was a surprise. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So- yes. Yes. I will say that like one was thrust 
on me and, and something that I couldn't do anything about. But also like I, like I sort of pointed to when, when you travel and have this, like as a part of your core personality is just like discovering and meeting people and feeling so impassioned and alive just by like finding out about people. And that is sort of, uh, taken away from you in a way that like, you're not really able to see people. I will say that I had a pretty great COVID experience for a traveler because I work in the travel industry and I was putting on tons of virtual events. So I was able to connect with travelers still the whole time. So it wasn't so terrible, but I definitely yearned for those in-person meetups uh, or events or places where I could just grab coffee. I mean, there's no substitute for it, right? Is like, because even if it's virtual, yeah, it's not as sometimes as organic as if you're out traveling and you run into an Erica and Iceland who picks you up, right? It's like, and then 24 hours later, you're, you're friends. One of the things, okay, so marriage, you're planning on getting married. Then this is one of the things I like about your story, kid. Okay. Surprise. Right. Um, one of the things that you've done well, or at least it has seemed this way to me as someone who's been your friend for five, six, seven years, is that when you've wanted to kind of enter a new season of life or when you thought, Hey, maybe it's time. And you brought this up with your sister, like being aware of, Hey, maybe it's time to shift a little bit. You've then been intentional and kind of set a strategy up and, and it probably happened in micro senses too, to be able to, to enter those phases. And I think a lot of people out there maybe don't think about it that way. They don't say like, Oh, let me, let me plan to, you know, for down the road for something different. They either hope it happens and it doesn't happen, or they like feel like they got to do it right away. And then they make some crazy big change, which can work as well. But you seem a little more and correct me if I'm wrong, like a little more like, Hey, I'm systematic about some of the things I'm, I'm sketching out here. Would you classify yourself that way? And would you recommend like not recommend, but if someone's sitting there saying like, I want to get into a new season of life, I want to be married or I want to change my jobs or I want to, you know, be location independent. What's your strategy for making those kind of leaps or bigger decisions? I think it's funny you say that, but I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Like you think I planned this out so systematically (laughs) wonderful. There is some of that. I'll, I'm going to answer this a little bit differently. So I am very aware of like, I feel like I'm a very aware person of my personality, how I like to do things, how I can do things, what I can do, what I can't do, what I don't do well, what I do do well. And if I think back to Erica at 15, mm, pretty much the same person. <laughs> mm. If I think back on to Erica at 20, pretty much the same person. If I think back to Erica at 27, pretty much the same person. So I think that just having the awareness that like, this is me, you know? And so I'm not going to pretend that I I'm going to be some shinier version of myself. It's just like, this is who I always have been. Not to say that there's not some incremental changes I may institute, but like I sort of look for people in my life that are sort of, that are 
cool with this version of Erica so that I'm not constantly up against something that feels like I'm, I have to be different. Not to say that there's no growth, like I'm all sure. about growth, but like the core parts of my personality have not shifted. The ways of being that I've cultivated from when I was like a little baby kid, whatever, they have not changed either. Like I was always the person throwing parties, building community, making friends, like inviting everyone. If I invited someone to something and somebody else overheard, I just took them to, you know, like that's always, that's the core part of my personality. I'm very big about my family. That's another core part about my personality. I am very like crazy about keeping my friendships as another core part of my personality. And so like, I really know stuff about me and I'm, I feel like I'm not in like a delusional sense of like, Oh, one day I'll be like a better version of Erica. It's like, this is Erica. And like, I'm cool with it. Are you cool with it? And let's also try to be just better humans in general. And sometimes you have to learn new things to be a better human. Being aware. I think, I think that is a really great way to put it because again, I've known you, not that long, but long enough to like see. Like 10 years, Travis. Well, okay, like I guess eight it is. years. <laughs> All right, it's been long enough. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't know Erica at 15. I didn't know Erica at 25. <laughs> yeah. I probably, I knew Erica at 27, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that awareness, what, what I see, how I see it manifest itself from an outside perspective is like that awareness leads you to saying, okay. I'm going to do this and how is that going to happen? And I want this because this is who I am and then I'm going to do it. Right. You've, mm -hmm. it, may, maybe it doesn't feel systematic on your end or, or, you know, I think a lot of us don't feel like when we're the one in it every day, it doesn't seem so like lockstep. Boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. But when I look at it, like I even remember when you're like, Hey, I'm at a point where like, I want to start dating, but I want to be looking for a partner and I don't want to just be dating and this and that. And you were some people wouldn't do that maybe with that with as much intentionality, I guess, is, is the word. But you were saying, like, I'm looking for specific things because I want to this next season of life to be with someone. And here are the things I want in that person. And so I'm going to go find it. And you did. Right. So, yeah, but but Travis, that was not systematic from the beginning. That was a choice I made after a few different relationships. <laughs> well, okay, you learned from those mistakes. Yeah, okay, understood. That was a choice that I made because I dated through, I dated like two guys, two, three guys, and I was sort of like, okay, these are not working. I need to be much more intentional about who I'm dating so that I don't fall into these uh, patterns. And I think it's one of my favorite things to tell people is just like, after you break up with someone, like write a list, write a mm -hmm. list of the things that you loved about that person and that you could not stand and put that somewhere where you won't forget it because, you know, yeah, chances are the things that you can't stand about that person are going to be the things that break you up in the end. So you might as well be very intentional and aware from the beginning. <laughs> mm. What do you think, you know, you mentioned you've been with Nomadic Matt and everything there and you, you've done certainly different, you have certainly grown from, what was it? Research assistant <laughs> Research was the original assistant. title. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've grown from research assistant uh, to be uh, running or uh, running the empire, right? Um, but what do you see then as a next season? Like for you, what, what whether it be job related or career related, like as you know, I always struggled. I'll, I'll just give some background. It's like I always hated when people said to me, "What's your?" five-year plan, what's your 10-year plan, what's your 15-year plan, what's your 20-year plan, because I always tied it to business. Mm -hmm. And I never had an answer for that because I'm not always good at future pacing for business stuff because like you, I'm very curious. I want to do a lot of things. So when someone would be like, five-year plan, I'm like, well, I love what I'm doing now, but I, I don't know. Five years is a long time to do something. I know it's not going to be the same. But when I started turning it around a little bit and saying, all right, what if I'm not looking at this through a business sense or a strictly mm -hmm. business sense. And I'm looking at it through a lifestyle sense or a lifestyle lens, probably a little better there with the alliteration. Um, then I started to be able to have some success with that. I was like, okay, well, I can sit here and say what I, in five years at 44 and my kids are these ages, what I would want my lifestyle to look like, even if I don't know the minutia of what my business is or that kind of stuff. So I guess I'm asking, I'm, I'm pre prefacing all that to say, lifestyle-wise, what is the future old? Do you see changes in the seasons coming up? And how are you going to either force them to happen or like plan for them somewhat systematically? Yeah. You know, I will say two things that I'm thinking about right now. One is I'm very interested how my money can make money. <laughs> Just, I feel like I'm in that part of my life where I'm like, all right, inflation is a real thing and I need whatever meager savings I have saved up to be working for itself. So um, both my husband and I are, are very interested in just what investing looks like these days for people our age. And so we're very curious about that. And then also something that we made up on our like second date. I was like in, head over heels in love with my husband from date one, but I think we waited until date two to plan our, out our lives. <laughs> so, uh, much yeah, restraint our, was, was given there, right? It's like, so all right, date much two restraint during the appetizers so, date two. All right. What's the rest of our lives look like? I've <laughs> waited this long. Come on. Listen, we were not messing around. We were like, come on, we're here for like life partners right now. Are you in it or are you not? Um, well, that, that's what I do mean about like, again, you said, yeah, a few things had to get you there, but you were intentional it, when, when very, I was speaking to you about it, yeah. you were very intentional. Yeah. And I see you as an intentional person when you know what you want and the mm -hmm. awareness, it's kind of like a sort of like the awareness leads you to knowing what you want and then. You are intentional about getting there and then start the process over again, right? Listen, I love that reflection of me. I'll take it. I told you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're sitting there. I think we were at Mexico in New York City and we were talking about what we wanted our lives to look like because I am somebody that has traveled a lot. And at one point, at the beginning, I'll say, I had a dream of traveling to every country in the world. Now, that was sort of 
put on hold once I started going to these countries, falling in love with people. <laughs> and then I had to just keep going back to these countries to say hi and what's up and see them again. And so I was like, all right, every country in the world doesn't feel doable anymore. If I keep making friends, I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> so, so I had a very different perspective where I was like, you know what? I just want to live in like three different places. I just want three different home bases. I don't need to see everything the world has to offer, but I would like to be moving. And I don't like the idea of saying goodbye. I like the idea mm. of seeing you later, you know, saying see you later. And so I really have had this ideal uh dream of just living in a few different locations, plugging into the community, coming out of the community, plugging into it, coming out like, you know, in rotation almost. And I didn't really know what that would look like. But then I met this guy who is originally born in Ghana. And we started talking about how he was like super connected to his roots, how he's lived there you know, at different points throughout his life and how his family's still there. And, you know, we started talking and I'm like, wow, that sounds like a cool place to be based. <laughs> Not all year, but sure. maybe part of the year. And then he started talking about how he really loves California and how he spent his high school years there. And he's very close to a lot of his friends. And I was like, well, all my friends in New York, are moving to California. <laughs> so like, I don't mind that either. I just really don't like the winter. So I'm like, mm, maybe we could do this thing, you know, where we live in three different places each year where we're based out of, you know, New York, California, and Ghana, tri-coastal. And we came up with this, this number five, five, two, five months in New York city, living like the crazy fast life. And then five months in like suburbia in California and then five months in a very slow paced Ghana. And that would be like our, our rhythm for the year. And we felt like even with kids that would work because we could do like one semester, one semester, and then summers or something like that. Mm. So not exactly sure what that'll look like, but just like you're saying, leading by with life experience first, that is where I want to be in five years, in 10 years. We just want to be like plugging into and out of the community, having our base of friends, like not ripping our son out of his friendships and never bringing him back to them. Just like, okay, see you in se seven months, you know, and people know that we're there for the winter months or the summer months or whatever. And so there's always like familiar faces. And instead of feeling like he doesn't have a home, he feels like he grew up in three homes, you know, mm, such a difference, like such a difference between, oh my gosh, I don't have a home because we're moving around too much. And I feel really comfortable in three different cultures. You know, in this case, in your case, it's two in the US, but New York City, much different than California, much right? Different. Much different than Ghana. Um, so, yeah, and I think for me, my, I always thought, okay, three months, three months, three months, three months. Like it was, that was always in my head, four places, three months. And I, I don't know if that, I mean, the, the theory behind it, the exact theory that you're espousing, like, Feeling comfortable multiple places and having home bases and communities there is exactly what I was going for. Again, is the three month long enough? Is it four places? I don't know the exact situation. Although, as you said, yours is again coming back to a little systematic here. Five, five, two. 
works with school years if if you know if you're planning it that way right um and i think that there's a lot to be said for for that because you are yeah you're not leaving forever you're coming back and and that i think also satiates the traveler in both of us and other people listening because it doesn't if you're somewhere for 5 months you have plenty of ability then to go to other places from there. You're not, you're not, oh, I'm here for a month. I, I either, I either stick here and figure out this area or I travel from it. You're like, well, five months. Yeah. I'll take a few trips, weekend trips, longer trips, whatever. Um, but also five months each year. Right, right, right. So if one year is like, Hey, we're going to Europe for five months, we're going to fast travel for whatever reason. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Well, we're coming back, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah, I mean, we we semi did that in Costa Rica the last two years without, I mean, it was planned, but like not thinking that way, where we spent a month to three months there in the winter. And again, it feels when we went back this year, we're like, oh, this feels really comfortable. Yeah, like, I know my there's... surf instructor. I know the kids who they're going to play with at the playground. Right. I know the restaurants I want to be at. I have friends here. Yeah, but it's not even about that. Also, it's like there's some level of uncomfortability when you move to a new place where you just like don't even know how to use the buses, you know, like those sort of things that if you figure it out the first time, then you go into like a much easier or in our case, right? Like we we went to Ghana last year and we spent pretty much the whole three months setting ourselves up for this year's trip, (laughs) which was like making sure we had excellent internet. You know, my husband got a bank account. He got his driver's license renewed. He got all this stuff to make sure that when we come back and it's not, you know, high, high COVID times and we could actually do things like we're set up to be able to do that. And so it's nice because you're entering into sort of like a comfortable zone Mm. rather than like figuring out everything from scratch all the time, which just (laughs) like it's exhausting. It's It's exhausting. Like I think of the way I used to travel. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how did you do that? Right. Uh, you know, less responsibilities, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. You take care of all those base needs and all that, like all that stuff that just has to be figured out. And then when you plug back in, you can come back and feel very comfortable Yeah. and you don't have to worry about like, well, on a map, it seems like it's this close to the beach, but is it really, are the roads good? I don't know. You know, you're like, no, I know I know that's uh, yeah. You can walk that. Okay, great. Hey, we're going to stay here. Um, one of my dad, well, one thing my dad said when I was living in South Korea, I, I was there for like the first month and I was crying to him on the phone. Like, I hate this place. (laughs) I don't like my job. I don't like this country. I'm so like upset that I committed a year here because I was teaching English. And spoiler alert, I didn't hate that place. It was one of my favorite places I ever lived. Um, But my dad said something on the phone to me, which it had only been my third country that I was based out of or living in. And I I guess we could say fourth because we'll count, we'll count Richmond, Virginia as a country, right? Like the fourth place I've now lived. And my dad goes, but isn't this your MO? Don't you like not like a place for the first few weeks and then you like fall in love with it and I thought to myself like is this my MO (laughs) I was like I wasn't aware of that but you know just him reflecting that to me I was like wow 
okay, let me just wait another two weeks and see if I like this place. And I literally, like I could have lived there the rest of my life. I loved living in South Korea. It was incredible. And I feel like, you know, I really embraced it in a way that, yeah, I just, I, I loved it till the end Mm. of the earth. And so it was just like getting over that initial hump of like, okay, I'm so uncomfortable. I have no clue what's going on. I don't know the language. I don't know how to do stuff. I keep falling off of my bike. (laughs) Like I'm just like not in a good space right now. And he was like, yeah, but just give it, give it another few weeks and you'll be fine. Like you signed up for a year, like just stick it out. And I Mm. loved it. I actually extended my stay three months because I loved it so much. You know, if we if we tie it back and wrap it up with this idea of seasons of life, I think that's a lot of the same way as like when you enter a new season. Let, let's take new job, for example, right? That's one that a lot of people can relate to. Many people have changed jobs, whether that's, hey, I'm leaving my nine to five and going off on my own, which is one of the things we try to help you do, right? So you can mm-hmm. have this ultimate freedom that we're talking about, or whether it's just, hey, I'm changing from this job, this teaching job to this school or this corporate job to this corporate job, whatever. You know, one of the reasons people don't do it, even if they know the other thing will be better in the long run or think it'll be better in the long run, is because that transitional period usually sucks It because you don't know anything, right? Like it's harder by default because it's not what you've done for the last 5, 10, 15 years. And so even though you think, hey, this is going to be better in the, in the long term, it's like that uneasiness and that, and that, you know, knowledge and, and the idea that it's going to be hard. It's going to be transition. I don't know what to expect. Are people going to like me? How do I get into my email on this system? You know, whatever it is, it's going to be a learning curve. But I think your dad in his wisdom, and and this is for anyone taking it, say like, okay, well, yeah, if you're a little nervous, scared, it's not working the way you want it to be. You're uncomfortable in the beginning of a new season. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? Like, isn't that usually the case? If the answer is yes, and it is for most people, it's like, cool, we'll give it a, enough time to breathe, right? Like you mm-hmm. made the change or you've thought about making the change, give it enough time to actually come to fruition and, and allow yourself to get past that uneasiness of the beginning to really have the rewards that are going to be there, which is the awesome time in South Korea or the new job that gives you more freedom or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I will also say that like looking or I feel like this is a trap that we fall into, but we look around and we see people are like thriving or happy. And you're sort of like, that's not me. So I don't belong here. But if people are thriving and happy, that should be like the number one reason for you to move forward. Because if, if, you're stepping into their shoes, like, okay, the chances that you'll be thriving and happy is also great. If you, you know, or the opposite, right? If people are like hating their lives, you should probably not go there. <laughs> yeah, totally true. Totally <laughs> but like, true. But like not to fall into this trap of like, oh, everyone looks like they're having such a better time than me, then I must be doing something wrong. It's like, no, just like give yourself a little bit of grace. I feel like this is also something I'm, I'm constantly talking to my friends that are either newly married or with a kid in this pandemic, because it's like, give yourself some grace because this is a crazy situation to be thrown in. And everyone is dealing with this in their own way. 
And you may not know that like a lot of people, like, I feel like this is the message these days. Like you don't know who's struggling with what. And so like, don't compare yourself to people on social media because most people are transitioning or struggling with something or another, just like, you know, just because of the time. So it's like, you know, if you can make it to the other side, you'll probably be rewarded or you'll probably be able to figure it out. So totally. Yeah, totally. All right. We, we promised everyone we wouldn't talk for hours because uh, we could, but, but um, I want everyone to know where they can come find the stuff you're doing, Erica, because you're doing some really amazing stuff over at the nomadic network. So best place for them to come check out that stuff. Cause it's all about building community and connections with like-minded people. So where can they go do all that? So we're at thenomadicnetwork.com. We host tons of events in person and virtual to connect you to other travelers and travel resources. So you could just get on the road, cheaper, longer, smarter, more, all that good stuff. Um, Really cool community that Nomadic Matt um, and I have built. And it's been super fun. We just launched a new website. So encourage you to join. It's all free. Um, and we really just are out there to make more travelers in the world because we do believe that travelers are wonderful. And I personally believe that travelers are the key to world peace. So come join our community, come explore the world, meet people that you feel like are different than you and eventually realize that everyone here is the same trying to just you know, live their life no matter what part of the world they're in. And usually people are way more hospitable than Hmm. they ever, than you could ever imagine. So feel free to sort of explore and fall in love with the world like I have. Awesome. Check it out, guys. TheNomadicNetwork.com and over at Location Indie, we do a ton of stuff. Eric and I love collaborating, doing joint projects. A lot of people in Location Indie go to Nomadic Network, vice versa. Uh, super complimentary groups. And so if you are looking to travel more and you're like, hey, I got to figure out some of the business side or how am I going to do that? Check out locationindie.com. We're there to help you figure out a way out of your nine to five so that you can go off to a summer in Europe if you want, right? Or if you just want to hang home in New York, you could do that too. Um, So check it out, locationindie.com. Thanks, Erica. Always, always, always a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.